1: Bobby Orr! Behind that,
0: the Sanderson to Orr! Orr! Score from the Thirty seconds left in the period, the Bruins are short handed.
1: Ray Borks. From the face of the to the right of Reggie Whitman, buying it down and with more of Lewis. did he ever? Marshawn to on the drive, save
0: rebound, he's loose. Sagan kicks and loose. Berger score!
1: Bruins fans, Marco all right here, host of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, sitting next to my friend Heather, as always. Um, we get got a long list, of, well, kind of a short list of things to talk about that's Bruins-related for this episode 145, Climbing the Ladder of the Podcast World. Heather, how's it going, man?
0: It is going wonderful. It was kind of chilly yesterday, back to be a nice day. Love fall weather. It's
1: gorgeous. New England uh, is an up and down roller coaster of emotion.
0: I'm still in a struggle of what shot my five-year-old's going to be, because we keep switching his thing. Everyone's like, get the flat stick. But I don't like the flat stick, because the problem with him is he likes the back side of the stick. And I need him to pick a side with a curve. So it's right like a side guy.
1: He's going to have, gonna have one a one white... hell of a backhander. He,
0: well, he does, but that's <laughs> the problem. He needs to also decide, is he going to be a right shot or a left shot? So. Right. But no, that's might eye hockey. is always fun to watch the kids grow.
1: Good thing you about have they have that.
0: Skates under them.
1: Good thing about that is you have time. Mm. You have plenty of time to work with them. But coming back down to earth a little bit from personal stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to start these topics right now. And I'm starting it off right now with the Boston Bruins and Charlie McAvoy camp have come to an agreement. This is exciting news. I am really absolutely pumped for this news.
0: I saw it. It's true. It was on NHL.com's Bruins page. I saw it.
1: But Charlie McAvoy has agreed to per Bob McKenzie, and obviously everybody that saw today on NHL.com. But anyway, I'm just gonna go and by what, what Bob, what Uncle Bob the Margarita McKenzie said. Uh, Charlie McAvoy has agreed two terms with Boston. Three-year deal uh, worth a $4.9 million AAV. Uh, very similar to Zach Kerensky's three-year $5 million AAV deal with Columbus. McAvoy could make up to 300 k difference because uh, his year three salary and qualifying offer base is $7.3 million. 300k more than Warinsky's contract, so This is exciting news and I want to I want to nip this one in the ass because there's a lot of people that Obviously do not understand how the salary cap works, but they're upset about this deal And they're upset that for the fact is that he did not get an eight-year deal like You know they want him to, they want to lock him up long term and they didn't they got a three-year bridge deal air quote bridge deal and I'm thrilled with that. This yeah. is a this is a prove-me contract. This is a contract that you're going to go out, you're going to perform, you're going to show. And the, and we always talked about this for the past, what, three or four weeks, that the second year deal is the one that's so beneficial. Yeah. So do your three years, do your time, show the management that you're, you're worth it, sign long-term after.
0: Well, this is the thing. Yay! Woo! <laughs> it's about time. Happy Sunday. Yay. Good job. Um, I kept saying I think he's going to take a bridge deal because you kind of have to. You have to, like, put your money where your mouth is if you want to be here and you want the team to stay together. You know your buddy's got to get signed too. And he did. And uh, they always say comparables or whatever, but um, I was saying to you a little bit ago that I think that Don Sweeney finally got him in a room and was like, look, guy, in a couple years, when you're playing more like 80 games instead of 50 games and you got a little more season, we'll take care of you. I'll re-sign you you'll get your giant contract. I don't like giant contracts anyways, but you know, this is kind of more of a no pressure bridge deal also, because if you get an eight year deal, like that's a lot of pressure on a 21, 22 year old. Sure, like, sure. Super, that's a long term, like, and I thank you for your money and your confidence or whatever, but I think it uh, it will be more beneficial for him to resign in a couple of years.
1: When, when you look at the salary cap structure on capfriendly.com, it, it, you look not just now, but you look two or three years ahead that second year contract that he's going to get, and he's going to get he's going to get bank. Yeah, all that. Um, that is all assuming that David Krejci's not still here. He's got two years left. There's a couple other people on the on the uh, Bruins uh, roster that are coming down to the ends of their contract. Some I would like to see resigned. Others may not. You do have to make changes. In your roster to accommodate for the salary cap now and in the future, so I think this is a great deal. It, you you get you can uh, you can work on contracts, the expired ones, but you can also build for the future. And this is this is the this is a type of window. I think it's a two or three year window when you're going to see players like David Krejci either be traded or walk to free agency. I've also heard that he's very high on. Leaving the NHL and going to the Czech Republic to finish out his professional career. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? So this is good. This is really good. I don't understand the the pushback from fans because he's not done long term. You you just got to believe in what has to happen. And what has to happen is you need cap space. You cannot sign two defensemen that are coming off of uh, that are RFAs right now with seven point something million dollars. Yeah. You need the wiggle room. And a deal like this coming down to three years instead of eight years like everybody wants, accommodates for Carlo to be signed next. We'll talk about that later on. But this is a great deal for the future of the Blue Line.
0: I think the important thing is that it, if everyone will calm down, like I get we've all been waiting around, what will happen, what's the contract going to be. But once we all breathe, I think the important thing is it's a fair deal. You got your increase in pay that you've earned, but you're also young. We also have a lot of big contracts, you know that. And if you want to be one of those people with the big contract, please be, please be Paolo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's fair. Like 4.9, that's pretty good. Know what I mean? Like. And it's fair that now you can give Carlo something reasonable, maybe a little bit longer term. But I don't understand eight-year contracts. So much happens in eight-year contracts. Why would you want to sign a kid that's already shown injury-prone Yes, eight years? I don't risk. want to give anyone. It's nothing against Charlie McAvoy, but you have injured players. It's like Miller uh, that we'll talk about later. Like... You know, I'm not a Miller person, but, like, you can't help people's injuries. You feel bad for them or whatever. But this is fair. It's three years. I'm sure they'll extend him before his three years is out, which is another thing that Sweeney's trying to do, plan for the future, because he's got to sign this kid. He's got to sign that kid. And he's like, shit, I got to decide what's going on with Tory Krug, whatever. Same thing. And even Krejci will be going up. Crazy if he decides he wants to play another two years, I would not be against as long as he's still at as least long being it's a cap friendly deal. Right. And he took a, like, that's up to him. You've earned or whatever. But also, like I said, we just still don't know what's going on. But I'm just happy that McElvoy has re signed because I, I, we talked right. about, I don't want them not at training camp. That's where all the bonding happens. Yep. That's where all the stretching and the conditioning Chemistry. happens. Yep. And I just. Yeah, that's it. Yay. Woo, that's
1: well, all I have to say. The thing for me is like I, I'm more apt to sign a younger player and I understand that the, the injuries and so on play a huge role in negotiations. But if there wasn't a player that was injured and he's injury prone, I would like to see long term for younger players.
0: A I, longer term, not yeah. long I'm not eight years is never a good idea. Right, Five, right. six, let's be real. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't want to do that to a player that Don Sweeney signed not too long ago that's in his thirties that's everybody's trying to get rid of right now. Those right. are the deals you don't want to give long-term deals to. You want to give one, two, three-year deals at the most for an aging veteran like that. We'll talk about him later but on. But anyway. you
0: also, in whatever the shell rim name, nameless, whatever kind of realm, you also don't know. Like, you, people aren't clairvoyant. Like, these people doing the contracts and stuff, Like you don't know what's going to happen. So you could very well give Charlie McAvoy six years. That doesn't mean in three years he doesn't blow a leg out and lose a whole season. Like, so you it's, know what I mean? Like It doesn't really matter. As for me, long term contracts, and I do agree with you, when people are in the latter half of their career, you should take that to more into consideration. But when certain deals were signed, those people weren't that far, they weren't as latter into that career. You right. know what I mean? And whatever. So you never know what's going to happen with players and injuries and all right. that, anyways. But I'm just glad that McElvoy can at least be on the ice, as we discussed last week. I'm a little nervous about defense. And uh, yeah,
1: yay! <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> um, we are recording today. On September 14th, is it today? Today's the 15th. Today's the 15th. Beautiful Alliance Park here in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Got some beautiful music going on over in the boats over there in the marina. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. But anyway, some more good news that happened um, last week was the Bruins extend uh, the contract of head coach Bruce Cassidy. Um, another quality signing. Um, and I'm glad because. You know, when we've all we, we're a big proponent of youth movement around here. So, at the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, so this is good to have Cassidy and his staff, um, Kevin Dean, Pandolf, Osako, I'm forgetting somebody, Langenbrunner, who?
0: Langen. Yeah, L-
1: just Jamie Langenbrunner bringing on Chris Kelly, former NHLer. This is this is really good. This is a, this is a good wheelhouse for these guys to come in and, 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 and teach these younger players, but um, in an article uh, on the BostonBruins.com website, the official Boston Bruins website, uh, the Bruins general manager John Sweeney announced today on September 11th that the team has signed head coach Bruce Cassidy to a multi-year deal, multi-year contract extension. Now, terms and money have not been released yet because they keep a real tight lip on that when it comes to um, coaching staff I know players It gets leaked out Which gets on the cap friendly And blah 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 They don't have anything For coaching and, and anything like that So it's rumored to be Within the 3 to 5 million range Like we, we discussed this yep. Actually not too long ago And the 3 to 5 year range we, I mean we kind of hit that On the button yeah, didn't we 3 for 3 Yeah So
0: Andy that uh, Other year on his contract So really 4 years He shored up to be the coach
1: Right Um, In the article on the BostonBruins.com official website, uh, it says Cassidy owns a 117-52-22 and record in 191 games with Boston, good for 4th best winning percentage. That's 670. That's crazy in team history. Uh, He required the second fewest games among Bruins head coaches to record his first 100 wins with the franchise. He did it in 166 games. uh, Trailing only Tom Johnson 138 games. Uh, Since taking the helm, Cassidy has led the Bruins to 256 points, second most in the NHL over that span, to Tampa Bay, who's got 283 points. Absolutely crazy. Uh, In a USA Today article, Cassidy said, I think it's a good marriage. Cassidy said that the team's training facility, the day before training camp begins, I think it worked out well for both sides, so for me, it's where I wanted to be. Um, on this article, continued, uh, Bruins General Manager Cam Neely said in the, in the mentioned USA article, um, he's got an open-door policy. I think he uh, communicates well, not only with the veterans' leadership group, but also the other young players. Neely said, I think in today's game, you can't have just stick someone in a hole and, and tell them what to do and think that they're going to do it. I think it takes a lot more communication. So, I mean, that, very positive things coming from the the general manager and, uh, and Don Sweeney. Um, and overall, this is just a great move uh, moving forward. Thoughts?
0: Well, I think I'm perfectly clear on where I stand with Cassidy. <laughs> I think he earned his little extension, you know. He's got good numbers. I'm not in the fan base that doesn't know we're as good as we are as a team. Like, a lot of people, I think, and even... Like, people say, like, Boston is the hardest on their teams. You know, like, they, Like I know they're a good team. I know Cassidy is a good coach. I'm just not necessarily. We talked about
1: that last week. but terrible yeah, I'm, fans.
0: I'm not an all-in Cassidy person necessarily still, but you earned your money. You're all right. right. You're. I'll, I'm. Like I said, I trust Don Sweeney, and Don Sweeney thinks you're the man to execute the plan. So I'm willing to trust you, the people who surround you on your coaching staff in, in Providence and in the coaching staff, and see what happens. I'm fair. I will let anyone show me. I mean, you took us to a cup final. You were a rookie on the ropes, as they say. But we came out mostly unscathed until the end. But, you know, whatever. You earned your money. I'm willing to stick it out. I mean, I don't think he's a bad coach. He's a good coach, so.
1: Absolutely. Better we
0: have him than someone
1: else, I guess. Uh, let me do a quick ad read from our show sponsor, batonline.ag. The Boston Bruins training camp festivities kicked off last week, and the puck drop is... And puck drop for the 2019 regular season is only 18 days away So placing a wager on any sport has never been more exciting Than with the great folks at BetOnline.ag Did you know placing a hockey bet is not limited to the 31 teams in the NHL? At BetOnline.ag you can, all, you can, place, a, you can place bets on leagues playing worldwide Such as Austria, Czech Republic, Germany, Russia and Slovakia and Sweden And guess what? because you're a loyal listeners of the Black and Gold Hockey podcast and CLNS media content we're giving you a 50% bonus onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50 this added bonus is only for your first ever deposit and the best part is the bonus is added onto your balance within seconds again support our Black and Gold Hockey podcast by going to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50 Please remember a minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonuses. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Do not sit on the sidelines during your favorite sports season this year. Get in all the action with BetOnline.ag's, your online sports book expert. All right, we are back. I love BetOnline.ag, by the way. I know you do. Damn Red Sox last night playing the Phillies. I took... The Phillies, I'm not a baseball guy, you know what I mean? But I know how the Red Sox are doing right now, so I took the Phillies, and I took under nine runs. So wouldn't it figure that in the eighth and ninth inning, it's tied at one? It's under nine, I'm still pulling for the Phillies, and then the Red Sox come out of it, and they win. So that kind of bummed out. But I did play some college uh, football bets. I took um, Troy over somebody. And I also took somebody else over somebody else. Okay. Yeah. You alright? Yeah, I'm fine. I just don't want to start coughing. You know, like. Oh.
0: On your bet online, eg. You,
1: <laughs> show sponsor. You're learning is this awesome. stuff, and
0: you love it, and you're it's learning. It's awesome.
1: All right, but, so moving on to another topic. Um, the Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller has been working hard to get healthy. Back in the lineup, it's n- probably not going to happen uh, in the immediate future, like as in the start on October 3rd against the Dallas Stars. But he is expected to somewhat be around maybe midseason, who knows, maybe earlier. And another option could be year-long. LTIR could be year-long, so who knows. But anyway... Eric Russo on BostonBruins.com wrote an article uh, for the 31-year-old, the 2018-19 campaign was one to forget. Uh, And that was an understatement. Miller played just 39 games for the Bruins last season due to a brutal series of injuries that included a broken hand in October, a fractured larynx in November, a torn oblique in February, and a broken kneecap during the regular season contest in Minnesota. That, that's, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, geez. Uh, the blue liner was nearing a return during the Eastern Conference Final when he broke the, the kneecap, as I mentioned, uh, once more during an off-ice training, ending any chance of a return So, uh, for the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, and Miller goes on to say, I think it was probably the hardest thing to swallow uh, who was entering his seventh season at, with the Bruins, especially come from the playoffs, not being able to help the guys or be in the final. That's something you dream about playing for, and that's something that I think about all, all the time. Um, he also goes on to say, we're not sure yet. Uh, it's kind of up in the air uh, Talk concerning the doctors. We went over some stuff today. We'll have uh, some things we need to cross off before that becomes an option, but uh, it's still kind of up in the air, day-to-day, week-to-week, especially lately. So thoughts on, on him and his return? The reason why I, I really wanted to talk about this topic is the fact is that um, where do we go with him? It, it, here's the thing. This is the toughest thing for me is people automatically say LTIR, Kevin Miller, LTIR, John Moore, and you'll have all your money for cap space assigned McAvoy and Carlo, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, here's the thing that bothers me. What are you going to do with these players when they come back healthy in the season, during the season? You're better off to figure that crap out now than midseason because of salary cap restrictions and so on. So, your thoughts have that.
0: You could have said salary crap. That's my it, well, thought. I know,
1: I know. Um, I'm bad at speech.
0: I guess this is my thing is we kind of talked about this before too. I obviously would rather people be healthy than not healthy cuz really if you're on long term, you're not really helping or her, you're not really helping your team at that point because you have to just pretend their salary's still there, at least if you're smart as a team, you do, because you can't bank on moving people. But you can't really move them either and try and get rid of their salary, just generally speaking. Um, I do think that Miller looks... would be more than more than more a uh, candidate to be on the, the long term. Uh, you know. But I don't know. It's... I. He had a lot of injuries to a lot of various places, and you hate to see a 31-year-old. Like, you don't want him to rush back, either. Like, we'll right. figure it out. Right. Uh, whatever happens with him, whether he stays with us forever. But, but I can't see him being out for a whole season on long-term disability, because he's been out a whole season, practically, on long, for various ailments, nonetheless.
1: But. Right. The thing that really gets my... Chaps my ass, as, as one would say, is... His trade value, they seem to think that once he comes back, if he comes back in November, December, or even January, let's just put a time frame around that, Mm -hmm. people seem to think that once he's signed off as healthy from the doctor, that they can immediately go out and just say, hey, let's move him, let's trade him. Do you honestly think that 31 teams that saw the doctor's report on this guy and what he went through last year is going to want to entertain a trade for him? As soon as he's signed off and ready to go? No. No, they want... Other teams are going to want to see him play. They're going to want to come to Boston. They want to go to on the road. They're going to yeah. scout him and see him play. Yeah. It's not going to work. I don't yeah. see any value with him on any 31 teams unless he's completely healthy and at least plays half a season.
0: Well, yeah, Well, I was going to say, I would think, you know, that's more of a discussion over next offseason or whatever going, but... Uh, I agree with you. No one else is gonna to touch a player that had that much injury like with a ten foot pole. No. It's just not happening. Cause you don't know what you're gonna get. So he's gonna to have to at least play through April with us and see where it goes with him. But as for putting him on like long term for calories calorie. Cap salary. <laughs> <laughs> calorie. I love it. Oh my god. I love it. Uh, but that just seems ridiculous to me for anyone to do unless he's legitimately like the doctors are like He's not going to play But week to week Day to day That sounds frustrating But I mean If it's better for him To not play till December And then when he comes back Like you said Get five months in Because we also have to decide What we want to do with him They might very well decide That they want to keep him In their System and whatever As part of Him I One agree. of the big guys Or whatever Absolutely agree But I think it's insane Unless someone's actually That injured to put them on Long term For cap reasons Sure. Okay. Sorry. Absolutely. That's all I have to say. But personally, like I'm indifferent to Kevin. I mean, Kevin Miller. Yeah.
1: I Still think they selected the wrong Miller, but that's you and far Don't
0: don't get me started. <laughs> I know people argue. Well, you know. No, not I don't know. I know in my heart I was
1: right and you were wrong. <laughs> I love just it. Kidding.
0: All right, go.
1: All right. Um. I don't know. We, we might as well, we're flying right through this. I know. Uh, so we might as well just take we're, a quick.
0: We're concentrating today. I know. Why are we I so know. focused? I know. Why can't I, can I, I focus before I why. put my key no, I'm just in kidding. the thing? <laughs> no, um, not. You're serious. We're gonna take a
1: break. No, I know. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, go over a couple things and uh, we'll be right back. So uh, listen to the show's uh, listen to the commercial and then we'll be right back shortly after that. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick can't scores!
0: Wow, what a goal.
1: David Backus. Score! And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! We're back, Black and Gold Hockey Podcast host Mark Allred here, co-host Heather Ingerson. Heather, as always, welcome back. Thank you for everything that you do. You're a class act and a great Bruins fan Just bounce off. them. I mean, it's a lot. It's to me, it's fun to have somebody else to interact with. I hate sitting at a mic by myself and just going through all these topics and so on. But regardless, we have to get back to the agenda at hand. Yeah, David Backus. It's never going away. <laughs> this, guy, this guy is never going away, and the, the topic and the narratives will never go away until it actually happens. But I read a very good article in the Athletic Boston from uh, very talented Fluto Shinzawa, and um, talking about Bacchus and what could happen with him in the upcoming year. Now, uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to read some of the article that that Pluto wrote uh, in previous years Bacchus uh, Targeted the number three right wing spot It's no longer guaranteed. Neither is his place on the team uh, Bacchus's Backus, no movement clause has expired if the Bruins believe other players are more deserving to stay on up top they are free to assign Bacchus to Providence that would receive a $1.75 million in cap relief. The likelihood of anyone claiming Bacchus on waivers at full freight is very slim. Um, yeah, I, don't, I do not see that. It's good to have the, the percentage that gets taken off of the AAV of the NHL when a player goes down. Mm-hmm. But when you're riding an AAV of $6 million... 1.075 is not enough to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, I think the beneficial factor would be next year to bring him down. But if you're that hyped up and that worried about a roster position, that's an avenue you can take. Uh, continuing on the article, in that way, the AHL would be, would be where Bacchus starts the season. He will not go there quietly. Uh, Backus said... Uh, uh, Preparing for the upcoming year, it's going to be balls to the wall. Um, it starts the first shift and the first drill in practice. I'm going to give it everything I got until they tell me I'm done playing. Then that's the way I've always been and uh, going to be regardless of training camp. Uh, regular season, training all summer. Uh, that's my mindset. I pre- I've got plenty of fuel burning in me to fire to accomplish that, I think. So, going from that and what he said in that article, I know the, the read was terrible. My bad. Not good at reading. Um, but anyway, that is a serious option. And uh, there's another avenue that I don't like about that is what does it do down in Providence when looking at their situation because they are only allowed to have so many veterans. They're allowed to have so many AHL veterans and so many prospects. So you have to have a, an even amount, not an even amount, but you know—you have to have so many here I'll and so many that. there. Oh, right, exactly. Thank you. That's why I have you because you are the word person. But anyway, bringing a player like Bacchus down to Providence, I hope it doesn't hinder the development of another prospect. And I don't think that that will ever happen. I think that they would actually take somebody that they've signed for an AHL deal out. Hopefully not Samuel Asseline or um, Scott Conway or anything like that. Great story about him, by the way. But it's an option. If you need that roster spot that bad and somebody down in the, in the, in the development depths are really pushing hard in this training camp to earn that spot, you got to do what you got to do. Thoughts? uh
0: i guess i have a couple of thoughts on this go ahead i think that this is a much better option than david Backus sitting on the ninth floor because at least he'd still be playing and uh let's face it there will be times where even if he is in the AHL, he's going to be relied upon to come up and fill in because of his experience and who he is i also think Let's take a step back because training camp's just starting. We Again, you have to look at everybody in perspective. Is a busted down David Backus playing nine minutes a night better than having right. Peter Solaric overturning the puck? You know what I mean? Like, you have to weigh your options. Would- I think this is a much better option, though, than just wasting David Backus' experience and talents because he is talent. Just because he's not the David Backus of your and we remember – or he hasn't been the last few seasons. We don't know what he might look like in three weeks before they drop the puck because yep. it's only like, what, 18 days or something like that. Tomorrow night. Days. First preseason game tomorrow 18 night. Days. I know some of you don't care, but I care because it's really real. and I'm also, starting
1: to care. I'm starting I've, to feel it now. I'm
0: not obsessed with Providence and things. I like to keep an eye on the prospects, but that's why I hang out with Mark. He'll just let me know what's going Eagle. on. Nice.
1: No, it's a no, hawk. It's sorry. a hawk. Sorry. We're in sorry, the Marino River
0: Alley, and we've got some hawks and also eagles that nest around here. So, all right there. Um. So, on one hand, I like this option better than just set him on the ninth floor and eat all the salary. I agree with you. It's not really freeing up enough of the calories. Calorie. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> I love <Cap> it. <laughs> space or anything like that. But it's also going to get take more cap space off than if he was sitting up on the ninth floor. Um But I think everyone calm down and let's take a look. Because let's look, like Bruce Cassidy in that same article by Fluto said, uh, you know, we added some new bodies, Lindholm and Richie. They are NHL players who are going to compete. Richie happens to play the same position as Bacchus. We'll see what kind of advances Coleman's made. The message to David was essentially there's competition on that side of the ice. But if he gets to a level we feel he can get to, he'll have his spot. How many minutes he goes from there, and that will depend on the growth of some players and the chemistry involved. So to me, that doesn't sound like uh, Cassidy is totally written off David Backus. That sounds like, all right, guy, like, knowing we're at a spot, and this goes for everyone, should be on notice on this team at this point. We are at a spot salary-wise, age-wise, whatever-wise. Everybody's got to have their head up. Do your job. If you do your job like we expect you to do, then you will have your spot, veterans, Right. And young guys, if you want their spot, you better. This is where you start earning it. When we start deciding, are we going to re-sign David Krejci, and maybe, or if not, we're going to take you, or whatever. So I think it's good though that Cassidy seems to have an attitude that might give Backus, because you don't want to give like just shut someone out with that kind of caliber. Well, you want to either, give them the you know? full opportunity, right? So I like though that they're open to see too, because like I said, in the end, maybe an old busted down vet might be serving your purposes better than a not quite ready. You know, because you can put them on waivers later, right? It's not like it's a never. Well, there are yeah, certain yeah. Times y- of the you year, don't have
1: right? to. I mean, yeah, you can do it any time.
0: Right. So I at mean, some point, you may put them on waivers later in the season. Yeah. After some of the kids have been playing in Providence a little bit, I, I don't know how that will mess up the balance because I don't really know all the ins and outs of the AHL's like rules on that. I I know what you mean about they need to have the balance of the veterans and the people on the yes. You can't, like, make room, get rid of someone's actual salary contract necessarily. Right. Just for that. But uh, also, you don't know. Like, everyone's like, oh, no one will pick up David Backus. We don't know no one will pick up David Backus. Well, here I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> here's my thought about this whole thing is, is David is now... He's got a fire under his ass yeah. to really prove everybody wrong. Now, coming off an injury-filled season like he did and not getting playing time, possibly not earning the trust of Cassidy. I know that's—I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But this might be the year that David comes out and just says, hey, it, it's, it, this, is, this is me, this is what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to try my hardest. And if he exceeds at that and he does earn more and more time on this roster in the lineup for the upcoming season, then what does it do? Oh, it, it makes him very valuable as a team member, a leader, but also it increases that trade value. Mm. Now, if he does do good and you still can't move him, the next best thing is wave him and and this is my whole thing about acting on a high. If he's doing well and you can't trade him and get anything back for him, wave him and I guarantee somebody will pick him up. Win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. He gets to continue on, and the good thing about that is, is if he does get picked up by another team, they have to carry him on their NHL roster, I believe, for 30 days. Mm -hmm. That's not games; it's 30 days, and then they can bring him down to the AHL, where where fitted. So, plenty of options. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm, I really want to. I'm on the, I'm on the books saying right now, I want to see this guy do well. And do well enough that he can, you know, his resume is that much more boosted up a little bit that he could possibly finish his career somewhere else. So yeah.
0: I, I would bank on David Backus being our third-line right wing. This is this because he is that is his spot, and it really it's his spot to lose at this point. Is basically what Cassidy was saying. Like, we want you to be a certain place. You know the reality, right? Like these young kids, they're faster than you. They're whatever. You're still you, though. Yep. You've had a rough couple of years, yep. but let's see what you can do. Like I say, that's the only way the coaches are going to make a fair assessment. Now, no one's going to like what they do either way, whether right. they send uh, them down. I, again, I anyway. would rather him skate and not uh, be sitting there like, how the fuck did my career come to this? Excuse my F-bomb. But it took this long to say the F-bomb, I know, so that's hey, good. This
1: is, um, <laughs> this is a record.
0: This is a record. My thing is, too, that just, just thinking of forward spots or whatever – we're not that desperate for the forward spot. Like, it's not like a—you like a, uh, that you can't exercise other options than just, you know, send Backus to the AHL. Because there, I'm sure, are people out there right now like, oh, yeah, definitely just send him to the AHL. Wave him away. Woo-woo-woo. At the same time, I don't know that David Backus isn't going to look fucking mint in three weeks. So I'll let Cassidy sort that out. But the door's open. It's your position to lose, basically. You know, how can you salvage your career if you can? You know, like you said, at least get your value up. I mean, David's a veteran. He knows that if he does want to have a future, even if it's not with the Bruins, the next six months are crucial to how much longer that's going to be. You know what? I just wanted to mention that in that article that Fluto said that Bacchus is 72 games short of 1,000 games. 1,000 games.
1: I know. Yeah, so that also... Literally one season away, Mm. pretty much. Yeah. From getting. But if
0: he's healthy, he can easily play 72 games, even if it's 10 minutes a game. You know what oh, I mean? Oh,
1: I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, he's.
0: And he does give you that grit everyone's always bitching we don't have. Okay. Like he now, might not be the slowest, he, you know, the fastest. He might be a little slower, whatever. But
1: you just reminded me of something about when you say grit. What I don't want a player like David Backus to do is to cater himself into a role that he is uncomfortable with, yeah. with his current health. And his relative had issues. No,
0: I just meant generally No, no I I'm, I'm, I'm You know just what I mean? I'm I don't adding, mean like, I'm oh, you got to be the dude that... Like, for me, when I say that, I just mean he is an older school veteran. Like, he plays hard. I agree with you to protect yourself, but it's not just about your physical play. It's also your attitude and the way you push and the way you like, get your asses up here with me, right. you know, like that kind of thing. But, I don't know, Cassie will work it out. It is definitely an option. I think it's a much better option. Just developmentally, because then you know you get some of those younger guys around a guy like Bacchus all the time too. But we'll see how well, training
1: camp rolls out. Well, like uh, like I was trying to touch on is I don't want him to go into a role that I uh, I need to be a tough guy to stay in the lineup. Yeah, I, do, I just don't want to see him putting himself into situations that I've seen him go in before, knowing that he has concussion issues and. He hasn't been on the, uh, the right side of the benefiting factor. Well,
0: how about if we replace the word grit with grind? Because that's what you want on your third line. Right, right. So let's say he continues to play his grindy kind of hockey that he plays rather than grit.
1: It's a value. Yeah. That's a value on this team. We are the big bad Bruins. I mean, that's, it's been known since 1924 on how physical we can be.
0: And what that means has changed over time, but...
1: And I know it's hockey. And I know it's a man's game. It's a women's game, too. As I'm, is. I'm getting the dirty look from Heather. I'm not but, giving you a dirty look. No, I know. Look. I know, but they think you are. I'm going to um, tell the Saucy
0: Rockets girls. <laughs> oh, Saucy you Rockets. you can't see me?
1: Love those ladies. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to see him get, put himself in a situation that he needs to think that he needs to fight everybody just to stay in the lineup and, and potentially do something for his career. And, and that means, you know, serious head injuries and so on. You know what I mean? I, don't, I just don't want to see anything happen like that. I'm, I'm just... We're all humans. We we want to make sure that everybody's healthy and so on. So, I mean, I would rather see him in Providence being a a mentor to a a prospect down there that's trying to learn the game than stay up here getting fists to the face Mm -hmm. and potentially ending his career and, you know, having serious CTE issues. You know what I mean? And it's nothing I really don't. And there's going to be Bruins fans out there that we need that grid. It doesn't matter what the person feels like. You know, No, You're, you're a human being saying that, and he's a human being doing it. You know, we all have to be human beings and be compassionate about how people feel and so on. I'm not going to go on that tangent again, but anyway.
0: Well, I think he's he's old enough that he will make the healthiest decision for right. him and his family Absolutely. and whatever. Uh, that's probably one of the conversations they had in Minnesota this summer, is what do we do? What's yeah. what? I mean, if anything, I have two more years in the <laughs> NHL as a contracted player. Am I going to play this out? Am I going to? Keep my spot. You know what I've been you know, saying whatever.
1: forever? Con- Backus is on a five-year deal. I thought it was six for six. No. It was five. Yeah. Oh, see, I, th- I always thought it was He's six for six.
0: This year and next but, year. But
1: five times six is 30. Yeah. Amesbury math, peaking out again.
0: Well, I do Amesbury math, too. Yeah, but I you're a hell of a lot it.
1: smarter than I am. Yeah, but I suck at math. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> I, was, I always say, dude, I was like an to major for a reason. Yeah, like exactly. There's not like quantum thinking involved in that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it pans out. It's an option. I mean, Fluto writes... Because I also look at the list because Fluto, can we just mention, does go on to mention... Well, this is one thing I want to say, too. Poor Krejci, never knows who the hell's going to be on his right side. <laughs> the, the revolving door his, his of Krejci's right Yeah, wing. his thing is, it was like, whoever's going to be on my right side, I know it's a guy that's worked hard, as any of us, during the summer, and he'll be ready to go. I'll try to help him out and be sure that he'll try to help me out as well. Hopefully... We'll create chemistry and stick together on the line. That's a call from a 32-year-old David Craigie that's like, please, God, I am like seven, ten years into my career, you know, of not having someone. Like, Bergeron gets to just have past an act. Why can't I just have somebody on my line or whatever? I don't know. Uh, but poor Craigie, that's like a company toe line. like, yep, someone will be on the right side. Don't know who. <laughs> be anyone, but I want to try and still do my job.
1: I just, I wish... I wish that, that that would be solved because it's such a dynamic that that would add to the scoring touch secondary yeah. scoring and everything man that I don't sick. think it's fair
0: to crazy at this point but no. then they're looking and Sometimes at,
1: you can understand why he gets frustrated
0: so when they look but then he goes on he was mentioning like people who might fill that role all right so we've talked about Richie might fill the role but let's face it Richie had a shitty season last year I'm not sure that he's the guy I want to rely on To replace Bacchus as necessary. You know what I mean? If we do go that way. Uh, Carlson Kuhlman, I mean, he looked up when he was all right, but uh, I'm not sure he's quite big enough and ready enough to be up. He's got the the speed, that's for sure. Yeah, he's fast, but he's not manly enough for me yet. (laughs) Uh, I love Anders Bjork, but I don't think that necessarily would be beneficial for his development to be up or your boy. Zach Sennish, I think he's going to get it to get One of these years, it's going to pop off.
1: Hopefully. I, I mean, he's on his last year of his entry-level like deal, but that doesn't mean screw. that he can't I be signed. I don't care what sign. anybody
0: says. Danton Heinen is going to be on the Boston... He should be on the big Absolutely. spot. Strong because two-way
1: game. He Folks plays don't see wherever
0: that. you want to put him. You're like, okay, you're want you got to play on the top line tonight, or you're going to play next to Krejci over here, or maybe we'll put you down on the third line. He does everything. Is he perfect? No, but he's the guy that does all those things. Uh I would actually, in defense of Joachim Nordstrom, say the same thing. You do all those things that no one's looking at behind the play that make those that make Bergeron have the chance to be able to do the whatever kind of thing. You know what I mean? So that's all I'm saying. But I'm not really convinced. So many of these people are that much more of an upgrade besides the speed and young factor. How about four?
1: You, you talked about the third line.
0: Mm.
1: How about this? This okay. came up, and I wish I wrote it down. I'm so terrible at notes, but. A Twitter follower of mine, diehard Bruins fan, mentioned this to me. He said, how about a third line of Charlie Coyle, South Waymo's favorite son, <laughs> and Anders Bjork, and Danton Heinen. Hmm. So, let, let, me, let, me, let me just fill you with all this uh, useless knowledge that comes out of my lips. Great. You have Coyle, who is a center, and defensive-minded center. You have Heinen on either the left or the right because he can play both positions, and so can Anders. You have Heinen on the right side or left. It's also a strong two-way game, strong two-way defensive style player. Now, he doesn't put up the points, but he, people, folks got to look past the points and look what he's actually doing on the ice. And then Anders Bjork for the speed factor. Now, Anders has to learn the two-way game, but why not put him on a line with two players that are very defensive-minded forwards.
0: Okay, well, I love this because a couple of reasons. Like I said, I'm all in on Anders Bjork. I'm just waiting for him to, like, click it together. Also, they've been trying to play him on the left side because wasn't he playing right side, but he's actually stronger on the on side. Yeah, when he was on, on yeah, the was
1: on marshan line yeah, in the pass, so he was they, on the right. Yeah, so they've
0: been trying to play him on the left side. I kind of like that. I do think, though, that's the whole thing is that at some point you're going to have to just let these kids come up and fall on their face a little bit and work it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think there's a chance some of them. What I like about that, though, is that shows versatility. And that's the type of play. I always like this. This is why David Backus used to be one of my fantasy hockey players back in the day when he was a young stud. You know what I mean? Is that you want a player that can be versatile. So you move Anders Bjork to the left side, right? That's great, but... Uh, say Heinen's hurt, right? You can move him to the right side without fucking with your center that much and find your whoever, I don't know, Peter Solaric. I don't know. I feel like we're one side heavy. We're always heavier on I one know. side than the other. And
1: that's what's so fun about training camp is you're going to actually figure out where these guys are actually going to make, you know, figure out. The Bruins brass, uh, assisted by the coaching staff, are all going to sit down and figure out a game plan. Like when you bring up uh, Peter Solaric. I think he's a good player. I think he's a really big power forward, needs more time. But the, the benefiting factor of this whole thing is if he doesn't make the NHL to start, he's going to have to be waived to Providence, and he's not going to clear. This is the type of versatile player that the NHL caters to. 31 teams out there will find a position for Peter Solari because he can be plug-and-played anywhere in the lineup.
0: Um, I guess that my question for you would be what would you do with the fourth line then?
1: Uh, nothing. You would leave it? I'm not I'm asking nothing. you. Wagner, Corrali, Nordstrom. Yeah. At least for the one year because well, they're all under contract. Yeah. So. Well,
0: I'm, I'm just saying let's not pretend like we didn't lose Johansson and we didn't lose Nolichari who's not like that. Right. Like he can be replaced, but like he's been there a while and he's that's why I'm asking, I mean. Jeez, don't like try to bitch flat me over it. I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm.
1: Just I like excited. the fourth
0: line just fine the way they are, but I'm just. I'm just saying. a little
1: excited when it. I, um. I, I think the fourth line, the way it's set, as in last year's roster, mm-hmm. or the or the pieces that were on that line last year, we're the best in the NHL. I think they have really good special teams capabilities. Corrali, Nordstrom, and Wagner all have great um, uh, penalty uh, penalty killing. Abilities and they have good forechecking because they all have speed. I, I know Wagner and Corrali have the speed. Nordstrom might not have that speed, but he's he's pretty good uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to. You know, getting the puck out and blah blah blah, puck possession and so on. So which we
0: need more of, neutral co- neutral zone control. Yes, like you can get out of your zone all you want, but if they're just going to turn it over to you before you get anywhere near their end, what is the use in that? We struggled on that in the playoffs too, a lot at points, at certain points. Um, no, I'm just I like the fourth line. Just I think we had the best top line and the best bottom line in hockey. Now if we could just shore up, maybe. I just want David Krejci to have a solid winger. I do too. But I don't really, I don't know how many of these young kids might be able to, but I'm on board with that third line. That works for me. Just an
1: idea. Just an idea. You know, who knows if anything is going to happen. I I just, uh, a Twitter follower threw it out to me, and I was like, wow. God, does that look, I mean, it looks good on paper. Yeah. It really does. does.
0: I guess we'll see. We'll see how chemistry and stuff like that works out and blah, blah, blah on that, because it's just training camp, baby. All, All right, I know though is that at training camp will be Charlie
1: McAvoy. <laughs> I know, I'm psyched. And hopefully sooner or later, uh, Brandon Carlo. But when we segue right into Brandon Carlo. Okay. Um, with today's news of the Bruins and Charlie McAvoy getting the deal done, when does Brandon Carlo, when does the Brandon Carlo domino fall?
0: That's hard to say because there's, so what, that's five mil, right? Say for Charlie, about well, five mil. I know it's all a little. It's not exactly right, what the right, number is, or whatever. Right. So that now we do the pizza
1: scale. 4.9. We
0: do not even have three million still at this point, though. Now we have less than that. Even remember we were talking about splitting it four and three. We don't even have that now. Uh, so, I something's gonna give. All
1: right. What I'm
0: t- perturbed about is we kept hearing that the that the Carlo deal was done like all playoffs, all after, and I thought. <laughs> no, just everywhere would be like, oh, I'm sure that the deals are done, and we've been waiting and waiting. And I'm actually very surprised that now. Nah, it's an boat. <laughs> I thought they'd be dropped at the same time, but they didn't. So I don't know. That's still not enough money, I don't think, for Carlo. We don't, still don't have enough money.
1: All right. This is what Don Sweeney said in a presser today, and I am quoting this from a tweet from Connor Ryan. He writes for the Boston Sports Journal. Great website. Kinas a great follow. I highly suggest you follow him and read his stuff. But he says updates from Sweeney. He expects the Bruins already have enough cap room to sign Carlo. Kevin Miller will also not be ready for the season opener. So, LTIR, we go back to that. There's a, there's a little bit that you can get money for Carlo. But also also I um I was reading somewhere. I think it was Bruins cap space on Twitter mentioned that um, Connor Clifton could be brought down because he's waiver exempt. Mm-hmm. Go down to Providence and play down there and save the team 3.9 million to lock up um, Carlo. Not totally sure I'm on board with that, but. You do what you have to do to make moves to get a shutdown guy like Carlo back in the lineup.
0: I agree that it is more important to have Carlo than Clifton, <laughs> but I also think we might need Connor Clifton, too, available and, like, on there. I don't know. It's hard. I guess that goes back to what do we do with Miller and them if they get healthy enough that you can try to move them or whatever. Um, but there's also a... Uh, so you move him down, right? But does that really do anything with the cap space besides in the immediate sense that Carlo gets signed? Not really, because no. at some point you're looking at Connor Clifton coming up to get paid. Right. You still have the the Tory Krug potentially get paid and everything else. So I'm not sure that's beneficial, especially with Moore and Miller both out. And
1: the good thing about Carlo, I mean, the good thing about the Connor Clifton deal is. This season, 2019-20, he's still under an a, an entry-level deal. And then his three-year NHL contract kicks in after. So that could yeah, I dunno. I like Connor. I really do. I love I'm a I'm a cliffy hockey type of guy. You know what I mean? I I know his father, I don't know him personally. I know him on Twitter and so on. We talk back and forth, but you know, I just think he's he's ready. He's ready. He's shown it to you.
0: <coughs> I think he did. I, that's what I'm thinking is. If, like of the young guys that I'm willing to take a chance on, he's one of them, and I kind of would uh, prefer that not have to happen. But at the same time, I am willing to do whatever to get Carlo. for trade. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm wave camper. To. Camper. Mm, that's what I would rather have Clifton up than camper. Just that's because true. you got to start training the young kids sometime on the big stage. And we're going to need to because if Z is gone or whatever, like, we need to start transitioning. I mean, I know Euro will be the new Z or whatever he's supposed to be, quote-unquote, obviously. I don't actually expect you to be Zidane Ochoa or Euro. I'm not putting that kind of pressure on you. Uh, But, I don't know. It's a hard call because, like, you have to sign him, but we don't know what's going to happen. What if... Right. Maybe that goes back to... Moore or Miller can just go away for the season, <laughs> cap-wise, and then we won't have to worry about that either way.
1: Who knows, but it's it's good, it's good news Money that, hurts
0: my head. I don't like thinking about I know. these things.
1: I like to have it. I don't yeah. like thinking about it all the time. But anyway, it's good news that Sweeney comes out and says that there, there is space enough to sign Carlo, so there's dialogue there, there's things that are going on, they're talking, negotiations continue. I'm not feeling bad about it. Honestly, if you... 1 week before the puck drop on the 2019-20 season? Yeah, I'd be a little worried about it. But right now, let 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 things do their thing. You know what? Brandon's been Carlos's been working out all summer. I know he's been in Boston, maybe even went to Colorado for a little bit, but worked out there too. So, it's not like he's coming into Boston out of shape and blah blah blah. These guys are professionals. It's not like the 80s and 70s, 80s, 90s anymore. When you're, you know, you're out drinking and you're smoking bots and blah, 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 and then you all of a sudden, oh, I got to get ready for a training camp. It's not like that. These are perf- per- perfectionist athletes, and I probably said that totally wrong, but that's all right. They're prepared. They're paid millions of dollars to, for their bodies to be ready at a moment's notice, so I think that that's going to be uh, something to look at.
0: Whatever happens, Carla will be there before the 3rd of October, I would bet. Right. But it could just be a situation where Sweeney has to work one deal at a time. That's all he can do. And he's got to look at training camp. He's got to see who could maybe, you know, like what he feels comfortable with working with. And obviously, Carlo has to feel comfortable with the number. But currently, right now, uh, we are at least a million dollars short of Carlo being anywhere comfortable with any kind of even short term. I believe so. I do think Carlo may be willing to do a short term deal like McEvoy. Three years will pay in a couple years, boys. Uh, But... That's for Don Sweeney. Now, like I said, I trust yeah. the man with the plan. I love the Donnie Sweeney. That picture though, that was online of like you know it was like McAvoy signing. It was like a picture. McAvoy looked so defeated, like he really. Just like kinda, where was I sign? He kind of <laughs> wanted his nine mil, but he just wants to play hockey with his buddies. Right. And Don Sweeney looked like the seasoned old man with his like glasses on. I just thought. Did that Did you was see? The best I'm job. not
1: sure if you saw the video, but um, McAvoy was in the locker room getting ready and went to go grab his stick to go out on the ice. Zdeno Chalou was like. Totally excited. Hey, everyone, it's fans. Mark here. Just uh, We had some technical difficulties again, and we, we apologize for this as it continues to happen. We're trying to look into it as, uh, as much as possible, looking at trying to get um, an audio guy, but that's few and far between. So anyway, just want to listen to everybody who is uh, paying attention up to this part, or listening to this part, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I want to give a shout-out uh, to our Patreon uh, t-shirt giveaway winner and this week is Mark Melboni. and uh, congratulations Mark and thank you for your, con- your financial contributions to help us um, with the podcast and, and helping with the uh, out-of-pocket operating costs. We really appreciate that and we also appreciate everybody who contributes. We have uh, a, a, I think over 20 people that contribute uh, each show so if you want to get involved In the t-shirt giveaways, we do one per show, so go to patreon.com slash blackandgoldhockeypodcast and just donate a dollar per show. We probably do about four shows, we may do more, who knows, but I promise you we'll keep it under ten, so it doesn't cost you that much. Um, So, anyway, sorry about the audio difficulties, and and hopefully this doesn't affect people from joining, so... um, Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate the support, um, and we will talk next week as uh, we record episode 146, um, and we'll get to actually get to talk about some preseason games, and, and and see how the roster is unfolding, and we'll we'll keep you up to date on on who looks good and who doesn't, and uh, who could be going to Providence, and who, ultimately who could be out of here. So, anyway, thanks again for listening. Take care and uh, peace out.